So when we were kids, myself and my brother, we would always make uh, obstacle courses for the mountain bikes or whatever bikes we had at the time. And uh, the more complicated and the more dangerous, the better, you know. So you'd have um, uh, you'd, uh, rip down along the lawn, then do a skid around the tree, then come back along, cycle along a plank, which was held up on four blocks or something like that. So, you know, as fast as you can, then jump off that, and then, you know, like go through the mud, and then go into the... And then jumps and all sorts of, all sorts of things. <clears throat> and the point was to make it kind of dangerous, <clears throat> then have time trials. Who could do it the fastest without getting dead? Um, so, you know, my, my, my friends would come then, some of them who were from the town couldn't believe that we had a farmyard, otherwise known as a playground, um, where we could do all these kind of things, you know. And it was just great fun. But I say the point was, the point was to make it difficult. The point was that it was challenging. Uh, so I gave a, a homily a couple of days ago where I said, uh, I don't really agree, well, personally, I'm not a fan of, of, saying, of using the expression that God tests us. Uh, a lady wrote back to me to say that she disagreed with my disagreement, and I get it because Scripture does say that the Lord does test us. Uh, but I think, it's, it's, I guess, my point, my point isn't so much. Obviously, if it says in Scripture the Lord tests us, then then that, that's what we go with. That we believe that absolutely. But I think I think there's a difference. Maybe uh, in my mind, I think there's a difference between God setting things up, making things difficult, just for the sake of it, just to see can we manage, just to see can we jump through all these hoops. Or the Lord, who is arranging circumstances that teach us. So they, they are testing, they do test us. But the, the, the goal isn't just to see will we sink or swim. The goal is to teach us to swim. You understand? So the, I think that for me, the mentality is different. Otherwise, if we say God is a good God, God is a merciful God, but he puts all, sets up all these obstacles and all these hoops that we have to jump through. And who knows, we mightn't all make it. That just makes it sound like a very, I don't know, a, a very angry God, a very distant God, a very cold God, a very clinical kind of a God, whereas we believe that God is Father. And as a father, I mean, if you've ever taught a child to walk or helped a child to walk, uh, <clears throat> you're, could you say you're testing them? Kind of, yeah, when you hold their, their, their fingers like and you're walking backwards. trying to, Are you testing their, their uh, ability to walk? Are you testing their, uh, their balance? Yes. But not just for the sake of it, not just to see oh, see will he fall, but it's I want to teach him to walk. So I think I think the mentality behind it is what we have to be to be careful of. If, even, so if we do use the term God tests us, be careful of the mentality behind it. He's trying to teach us. There's a, a YouTube video which we watched a couple of years ago here. Uh, it's from a an, an admiral an admiral in uh, the U.S. Marines. He was a Navy SEAL himself. Uh, Admiral Mac, Mac Raven is his name, and he gives a, a very inspiring talk. Uh, so lessons he learned from being in the Navy SEALs that you can apply to real life. I won't go through them all. All would make good homilies in and of themselves, but but one point he makes is that as part of Navy SEAL training, the SEALs have to dress up in their uh, formal attire, you know, so that the, the, the various badges and the, the white suit and. You know, all, and you have to polish your buckle so that you could see the reflection, so you can see your reflection. Like your buckle has to be absolutely polished, shoes have to be absolutely polished, everything has to be pristine and ironed and symmetrical and the whole lot, and then you do your, you know, you present yourself. And the goal of this exercise is that the, the, an officer will come along, one of, the, one of the training officers will come along, and his goal is, his goal is to find a mistake 
and if there is no mistake, to blame you for a mistake that you haven't actually made. Okay? So you're standing there and everything is absolutely perfect and he looks and he says, you call that shiny? You call that buckle shiny? I've seen shinier buckles in a pigsty. Get out of here! <laughs> right? Now roll in the sand. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, in your, in your suit, now you have to go and roll in the sand, you know? And he said, like, this, he said, this breaks a lot of guys. Because like, this, is, this is shiny. This is as good as it gets. I mean, I've done, I've done my best. And he said, so what's the point of the lesson? What's the point of, of this particular exercise? The point is <clears throat> that in real life, sometimes you do your best and the thing still doesn't work. Sometimes as a Navy SEAL, you know, you've done all the planning and training and you go into execute to... Uh, extract, extract, to extract whoever needs to be extracted, and sometimes it doesn't go well. People get shot, people get hurt, it, the mission fails. So what are you going to do, sit there and cry? Or get up and try again? So that's, now, so that's the, this is not what God is doing, <laughs> but like this, this is a version of, of if, if there's testing, there's testing, there's testing with a goal, there's testing with, with, with the goal of teaching you, not just to see will you sink or swim. So it's more like God being on our side, God being our, our, our coach or our mentor or standing there with us, cheering us on, telling us, you can do this. You can do this. You know, if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8 tells us. If God is for us, who can be against us? So God is for us. God is on our side. So all the experiences we go through, rather than just being tests, they're opportunities. They're opportunities to grow. My uh, granduncle is, was a redemptorist priest. And when he was in seminary, uh, the seminarians were sent out to, to plant lettuce. So they were given a little kind of a spiky thing, which you, so you drop up, drill a little hole into the ground, drop in your seed and, and close it up. And then the superior came out and said, so he had a little box of, of, of young lettuce plants, right? So the, the guy set about taking the plants, digging the hole, dropping the plant, and so on and so forth. And he said, and the superior came along and said, no, 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 I want you to plant them upside down. I want you to plant them upside down. Like all the farmers, all the, the, the lads from our farm, maybe the townies wouldn't know the difference, but, <laughs> but, but the farmers are like, you generally planted roots first. <laughs> um, so, you know, so then some followed the instruction and some didn't. And those that didn't were asked to leave. They were asked to leave the seminary, right? And, uh, like, this is, you know, this is kind of an extreme example. But then they, were, they said at the end, like, what? Why were we planting the lettuces upside down? He said, we are redemptress. We need obedient priests, not good lettuce. We won't be doing that anytime soon here, but again, the, the, the point was that there was, there was a point behind the exercise, even though it looked ridiculous. It, looked, it was ridiculous, but there was a point behind it. There was a, a, a learning behind it, a teaching behind it. So in our daily lives, in our daily circumstances, we will come across situations which appear either ridiculous or impossible or outright painful or <clears throat> there, may, there may be a, like a real pruning of the heart where something that you really relied on <coughs> or leaned on or hoped for is, is pruned off. And you can be brought back to uh, a simpler version of yourself or yourself minus 
these these hopes or dreams or aspirations or uh, desires that you had. So when the Lord allows this, it's not just to see will we sink or swim. Rather than just testing us for the sake of testing us, he's testing us or allowing these testing situations to teach us. Teach us what? Well, it, it depends. Um, but fundamentally, to teach us that he's enough. Whatever is stripped back from us, like in the season of Lent, whatever we strip back, whatever we give up, that's not, it's not a, an end unto itself. It's that whatever we strip back, the Lord takes that place. And that's preparation for heaven. So that's the bigger picture. Whatever is stripped back from us here on earth, <clears throat> as many things will be in our later years, our health, <clears throat> many of our friends and family will, will pass away before us. So all these things are being stripped back. So what, what's the why? Like why is, why is the Lord allowing all these trying and testing situations? So that we will learn that he's enough. And if he's enough, then I'm ready for heaven. If he's not enough for me, am I ready for heaven? And this is like this is this is the, the punchline. Like this is the this is what it's all about. If if God isn't enough for me, am I ready for heaven? And if I if I miss that, then I've missed everything. I've missed the point of everything. I've missed the sense of life, the meaning of life. Meaning of life is what to choose God, to choose God. <clears throat> and eternal life is this: to know God. Saint John tells us. So. Knowing him and giving him his rightful place, that's why the Lord allows these circumstances in, in, in our lives, which can be very trying, can be testing, and can, as I, uh, as I said, can seem even ridiculous or impossible. So these are the moments where we grab on even tighter to the Lord. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Because if you are for us, who can be against us? Amen.